tonight. The book of James, the first chapter. The book of James in the first chapter. God, we praise your holy name. Oh, hallelujah. We welcome all of our guests tonight. God bless you. What a beautiful day we had in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. I love what the Lord is doing in our midst. It's so good to see everybody tonight. James chapter 1, verse 2. And I want to read a verse that just, to the flesh, it makes no sense. But oh, to the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. It makes all the sense in, not just in the world, but in heaven and in earth. James 1 and 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations or different temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. That you may be perfect. Hallelujah. That you, that you and I may be perfect and entire. Wanting nothing. Hallelujah. And I want to talk about this tonight for just a few moments. I'm going to be speaking on the subject, the battles that build us. The battles that build us. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We praise your name. We honor you and give you thanksgiving tonight. We give you thanks. We give you praise. For you alone are worthy of all our praise. Hallelujah. Lord, we stand here because of your mercy. We stand here because of your divine favor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We stand here for no other reason than for your divine favor. A favor that we are not worthy of. A favor that we have not earned. But you so mercifully have bestowed upon us. Lord, we worship you and honor your name. Oh God, we praise you. We ask, Lord, that you anoint the remainder of this time we have in your presence tonight with one another, hearing your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What a, what a scripture. What a scripture. It just doesn't <clears throat> compute in the natural mind to think that we would ever count any temptation joy. Now this temptation that he's referring to is referring to trials, tribulations. The trying of our faith. That's what he's describing. Times when we are tempted to throw in the towel. Times when we are tempted to give it all up and go a different way. We would look back perhaps at these times in our life and, and, and wish they had never happened. Perhaps you're going through something right now that you really would love to be able just to fast forward right on through this moment, this season, and come out on the other side and just put all of this behind you. Or perhaps, better yet, 
go back to a time and a season, a place in your life when things were, in your mind, better than they are now. Job talked about this, and Job said it this way. Of course, none of us can even dare to compare to the tragedies that Job faced. And Job described this mental temptation on the part of humanity. He said, when I go forward, he's not there. When I go backward, I cannot find him. On the left hand where he doth work, he hideth himself from me. And on the right hand, he's nowhere to be found. Job faced, as you and I do, trials and tribulations in his life that tempted him to want to question God, to want to perhaps even turn around. Some people don't necessarily want to backslide from God. They just want to backslide from this moment into the past or perhaps even forward slide into the future. Job said, I tried that, and God wasn't in the going forward, and God wasn't in the going backward, and God wasn't on the left, and God wasn't on the right. It's easy to look over into greener pastures and wish we could veer off the race we're running, veer off the path we're walking, and get on somebody else's path because their path looks a lot better than ours. But I want you to know that God is in your circumstances. God is in your circumstances. I said this morning that that, uh, we many times say God won't put more on you than you can bear. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, we've already got more on us than we can bear. It is God who holds us up. My ability to bear it long went out the window, long ago. My only ability is found in the Lord. I make my boast in Christ alone. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. See, the concept of a yoke is that you will team two animals of equal strength in the same yoke, two oxen in the same yoke, and each of these Oxen will, will pull with all of their power, with all of their might. One taking his share of the burden and the other taking his share of the burden. And these oxen have equal strength. It's important that they have equal strength. If they don't, then they're unequally yoked. And the Bible warns against that, being unequally yoked. And, and, and if there's an unequal yoking, then, then one pulls and the other doesn't. But the scripture teaches us that when you come into the yoke of Christ, you come into a yoke that is easy. No such thing as an easy yoke. So what's Jesus talking about? I'll tell you what Jesus is talking about. He's saying that if you'll get into his yoke, he'll do the pulling for you. He'll do the pushing for you. He'll do the fighting for you. He'll do the striving for you. He'll do the succeeding for you. He'll do the winning for you. He'll do it on your behalf. Hallelujah. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. And so we find ourselves in circumstances, perhaps 
Perhaps you are in the middle of a war zone in your mind. A war time in your life. Maybe you had better days in your past. Maybe you hope to have better days in your future. But right now, things just don't seem to be able to get any worse. Or maybe you're in peacetime. Perhaps you're in a time where things are actually sailing along pretty smoothly. But as I'm describing this, you remember a day that wasn't smooth, that was terrifying, that was traumatic. A day that you wish you could wipe off the calendar of your life experience. Nights where you didn't sleep so good. Nights where you wondered and worried and fretted and doubted and stressed about what was going to happen because of the circumstances you were facing. And the temptations come. Temptations to place your faith elsewhere other than God. Temptations on whether or not you're going to serve the Lord. Whether you're going to walk in His statutes, keep His commandments. Or whether you will indulge in the pride of life. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. The love of money. And so on and so forth. These temptations come to us. And ladies and gentlemen, we wish like everything that they would stand at bay. But the Bible tells us to count it all joy. With every temptation you face, when you fall into a temptation or a trial or a tribulation or a struggle, don't fret, don't worry, don't stress, don't doubt, don't fear, but count it all joy. Count it all joy. Every sleepless night, count it all joy. Every struggle that you've had, look back over it and count it all joy. Hallelujah. Are you here tonight? Can I get a show of hands of those that are here tonight? Amen. Glory to God. I'm going to say that one more time so that we can get those who weren't quite listening. They were waiting for the good part and they weren't quite with us. If you're here tonight, let me see a show of hands. Because let me tell you something. There was a time in your life you didn't think you'd see August 2017. There was a time in your life the devil had you convinced that you were facing the last few days of your sanity, the last few days of your life. You thought by now you'd be either backslid or dead or depressed or suicidal. But God who is rich in mercy. But God who is ever faithful. But God who is able to reach down into the low depths of our despair. He can lift you up out of any trial you face. Hallelujah. Count it all joy. Don't go back over your life and count this one as, oh, that made me bitter, and that made me depressed, and that made me give up hope, and that made me lose trust. No, that's joy, that's joy, that's joy, that's joy, and that's joy too. You may not understand it. You don't have to understand it. It's a peace that passes all understanding, and it's a joy of the Lord that is my strength. You call it depression, I call it joy. You call it discouragement, I call it joy. You call it bitterness, you call it a moment of betrayal, I call it joy. Because it works together for the good. Hallelujah to them who love God and are the called according to his purpose. I don't know how to describe it, but somewhere, somehow in those moments... And there'd be, we wouldn't even want to know about the depth of the despair. 
you wouldn't want to talk about the depth of the despair. We could pass the microphone around and you'd get all the highlights and highlights alone. You wouldn't want to describe every tear. You wouldn't want to describe every fear. You wouldn't want to go back and relive it. You wouldn't want to go back and regurgitate all of those feelings that swept across you. Every demon you encountered. Every devil that tempted you. Every time you almost gave up. Every time you did give up but God wouldn't give up on you. You wouldn't want to go back and live all of that over again. But you stand here today in the presence of God, your Savior and Creator. And you're able to say, He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today. A song of His praise. A song of His praise. A song of His praise. Hallelujah. Somewhere, somewhere when your heart cried out, somewhere when your soul yearned and longed and was desperate for God, somewhere in that moment you learned that God answers prayer. You found out that God hears from heaven. It was more than a sermon. It became more than a song. It became more than a Sunday school lesson. You learned it in your life, in your struggle, in your battle. That he really hears and answers prayer. You know the night I'm talking about. You remember it very well. Your heart cried out. Your heart broke. Your heart shattered. Your mind was broken. Your soul was severed. You felt as though there was no hope. You called upon the Lord. And you didn't even know if he would hear you, listen to you. You didn't even know if he existed. But you called upon the Lord. And he heard your faintest cry. And he came down into that automobile. He came down into that room. He came down into that hospital waiting room. He came down in, hallelujah, into your bedroom. He came down into your prayer closet. He came down at this old-fashioned altar. You hear what I'm preaching to you? Don't you forget that day. Don't you forget that struggle. Don't you forget that battle. Because that battle had everything to do with why you still have your sanity. That battle has everything to do with why you love your neighbor as yourself. You didn't start loving your neighbor because you're you're so loving because you got it all together. No, you went to hell and back in order to love your neighbor. I said you went to hell and back so you could have compassion on somebody in need. No, you didn't become compassionate on accident. God allowed you to go through some of the most terrifying moments of your life so that you could become a loving, decent child of God. He didn't serve it all up to you on a silver platter. He didn't just walk into your room every day and give you everything you'd ever need because you'd become spoiled and sassy. No, sir, no, ma'am. He gave you something better than that something deeper than that something more beautiful than that you learned it firsthand that he's a healer you learned it firsthand that he will make a way where there is no way let me
me, I mean, let me tell you something. You can hear that. Oh, that's so cliche, Pastor. Not to those who've had him do it for them. It's not cliche. He'll make a way where there is no way. When I say there is no way, I mean there's no door, there's no window, there's no roof, there's no there's nothing, there's no seam, there's no crack to crawl out. There is no way possible this is gonna work out. But God who is rich in he did something you couldn't do he did something nobody else could do he did it God did it and you found out he's a way maker you found out he's the comforter you found out he's the peace speaker you found out on your own in your own communication with him that even the winds and the waves obey his voice and it wasn't a sermon and it wasn't a song it was real life it was real difficulty it was real chaos it was real spiritual warfare and you wouldn't have found out any other way than the temptations and the trials and the tribulations and they make you into who you are to be hallelujah <laughs> Abigail Adams was the wife of the second president of the United States her husband was a diplomat one of our founding fathers before he was president he was in Europe for two years at a time negotiating treaties, trying to get the French to help the young, struggling nation that was trying to become a nation, the United States of America. Trying to negotiate their involvement so that we could have strength against Great Britain. Meanwhile, his wife was in Braintree, Massachusetts, while the Revolutionary War was in full, full, the full throes of the Revolutionary War. She was trying to keep their home, their children, Soldiers were coming in and out. Of course, you know the Revolutionary Army was a very, very ragtag army. It wasn't an organized army very well. There was no nation yet. It simply wasn't a nation. This was just a group of colonies that came together to war against the great empire of Britain. And so these soldiers, they had to stop at houses and find food. And they would come by the Adams house and they would find food and drink. And Abigail Adams had her hands full and... She described, and John Quincy Adams, her son, who became the sixth president of the United States, described how that at the battle of Bunker Hill, his mother took him by the hand and raced him up to a nearby hilltop. And they watched the battle of Bunker Hill unfold before their eyes. He was seven years old, scarred him for life, traumatized him. He stood next to his mother, holding on to her dress, and they watched as British troops battled against those revolutionary soldiers. They watched their family physician, Dr. Joseph Walker, die as a patriot that day at the Battle of Bunker Hill. They, they watched him die. It was so scarring, jarring, traumatizing. Abigail Adams wrote a letter to her husband, You must get home. We are living in an absolute nightmare. When they got back to the house, she grabbed John Quincy Adams, seven years old, and she brought him to her, and she said, now here's what we're going to do. 
You hear what we're going to do? Bow your head. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And she made her young son promise that before he would rise from bed every morning that he would repeat the Lord's prayer before getting out of bed each morning. A promise that he kept to his mother from that day forward for the rest of his life. Every morning, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As those images of war raced through his mind, it did something. Not, 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 nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to go through that. Nobody wants to struggle through that. Nobody wants to be scarred by that. Nobody wants to be traumatized by that. And I don't know what traumatized you. I don't know what scarred you, jarred you, what led you into a place of cowering in fear. But don't let that be the end of the story. You get a hold of something that you hold on to for the rest of your life let it jar you into a place of prayer let it let it traumatize you onto your knees calling upon God give us this day our daily bread deliver us from evil lead us not into temptation let it become something that forever changes the way you live the way you live the way you treat people the way you wake up the way you go to bed the way you Approach life. Let it forever change you. Count it all joy. Let it be a battle not on a distant hilltop that, that wakes you up in the night with nightmares. But let it be a battle that builds you. Don't let this struggle be a struggle that is in vain. But let it be something that adds to you those vital components that make a man of God. That make a woman of God. Those components of compassion. Those components, hallelujah, of compassion. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You know what this world needs? This world needs people who have compassion on the sick. You know who has compassion on the sick? Folks who have been sick. You know what this world needs? This world needs people who have compassion upon the impoverished. You know who has compassion on the impoverished? Those who have faced poverty. This world needs people who have compassion. Who have compassion on those who struggle even in sin. Those who look at, at someone who's struggling in their sin. Somebody who has lived their life and, and, and feel as though they can say that they have no sin in their life. None to speak of. None of the big stuff. None of, you know, I, I'm basically pretty good when you compare me to other people. You and I need to have a reality check. Whatsoever is not a faith is sin. I said whatsoever is not a faith is sin. You better know the only reason you stand here is by the grace and the mercy of God. I better always understand if it weren't for his love if it weren't for his mercy I have no position in his kingdom I have no place in his body there's no room for me if I don't recognize that it is by the mercy of the Lord that I am not consumed thank God he delivered you from sin can somebody do that right now somebody thank him thank him that he brought you out of sin. That he brought you out of degradation. Go ahead. Praise him for it. Come on. Let praise rise up out of your soul.
Praise him. Praise him that he brought you out, that he rescued you from your addictions, that he rescued you from your sinful habit, that he rescued you. You didn't save yourself. You didn't rescue yourself. God saved you. God rescued you. God brought you out. Now have compassion on those who are struggling with their addictions. It's so easy on this side of grace to look at somebody struggling and wallowing in their addiction or wallowing in their confusion or wallowing in their sinful habit. It is so easy to look upon them with an ungodly, I won't even call it self-righteous, I'll call it unrighteous, disdain. God help us. God help us because the, the, the scripture says that those who will make it into the kingdom far at the end of the pack, those that are, those that are self-righteous, those that are hypocrites are going to be way behind even those in Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you want to know what God thinks of Sodom and Gomorrah, read the book of Genesis and you'll find out the wrath of God upon Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where self-righteousness ranks. Far behind even Sodom and Gomorrah. But there's a compassion that comes upon you when you go through the struggles of life, the trials of life. Count it all joy. I know you don't want to relive it, but just count it joy. No, you don't understand where I came from. Joy. I'm talking about every, every sleepless night. Joy. Hashat. I'm talking about every hospital visit, joy. Every visit to the courthouse, joy. Hallelujah. Every time you were confronted by an ungodly spirit, joy, 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 joy. Every time you fell and every time you disappointed yourself and your family and those are joy, 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 joy. Joy bells keep ringing. Joy bells keep ringing. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Oh, hallelujah. He put joy down deep in my soul. No, devil, I'm not going to let you hold condemnation over my head. It's all joy now. Love of Jesus came down and turned it to joy. He turned my sorrow, hallelujah, into joy. He turned my mourning into dancing. There are those battles in life that build you. They build you into a prayer warrior. Hey, look around and see the prayer warriors. They didn't become prayer warriors by trying to be a prayer warrior. They became prayer warriors because when nothing else could help, they called upon God and they learned the power of prayer. You see the worshipers? They're not worshiping because they need to get their cardio in. They're worshiping because they learned. Woo, hallelujah. The glory of worship. The power of worship. Heaven comes down when you worship. You interact with God. I said you interact with God when you worship. It'll build you into a compassionate worker of miracles gifts of the spirit will flow from you 
through those battles. Those battles will build the word of wisdom into you. Those battles will build the word of knowledge into you. Those battles will build the discerning of spirits in you. You'll know from the battle test. That's why experience is so important. And the Bible even warns about, about being a novice. There's nothing wrong with starting. My goodness, everybody has to start. But the beauty of experience is the battle-testedness. Hallelujah. You learn how to discern spirits after a while. You learn wisdom. You learn knowledge. You learn how to help people heal. You learn how to minister to those in need. It comes through the scars and jarring of battle. Hallelujah. It'll stay with you for the rest of your life. Don't ever lose it. Remember what he did for you. Remember. Tell your kids about it. Tell your grandkids about it. That's why I talk to my children often and tell them the stories of their family. I want them to know. Hallelujah. I want them to know that when the devil thought he could have advantage, God turned the tables on him. Hallelujah. When the enemy came in like a flood, God lifted up a standard against the enemy. I want them to know that because you know what? When they enter their life as adults, they're going to face things that they haven't faced as young people. And they're going to need to call on the memories and the reports that they heard in their youth that God really does answer prayers. That when you call on the name of Jesus, hallelujah, when you call on the name of Jesus he will be there for you oh hallelujah hallelujah you know the scripture says that there arose a generation that knew not God and, and it goes on to say that, there, that this generation not only did they not know God that they didn't know the works which he had done for Israel now folks that's a tragedy I understand if they didn't know God. I don't think it's right, but I can understand when somebody doesn't take the time to get to know God, and they're going to have to get to know Him at a time in their life, and they haven't done it yet. That's one thing. But for them not to know the works, somebody's not talking like they should. Somebody's wasting a lot of precious time. Somebody's not telling him that he brought me out. Somebody's not telling the next generation that when I was so low, love lifted me. Hallelujah. Somebody's not opening up their mouth and speaking a word of testimony, telling their children and their grandchildren, he's a way maker. He's a deliverer. He's a redeemer. He's a Strong power. He's my help in the time of trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah. We talked about it this morning. That's why the Lord told Moses, tell him to talk about it all the time. Talk about it when they're sitting down. Talk about it when they're rising up. Talk about it when they're laying back in their lazy boy recliner. Talk about it when they got their elbows propped up on the dinner table. That means you're going to have to turn off the iPad. And that means you're going to have to take that remote control and push power off. That means, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to disconnect yourself a little bit from this world. 
come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and open up your mouth. Whose mouth is open in your house? You better open your mouth and declare the wonderful works of the Lord and shut the mouth of the enemy. Shut the mouth of MTV. Shut the mouth of mainstream media. Shut the mouth of the adversary being piped into your home. And open up your mouth and declare what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I love telling it. I tell my children about great-grandpa Urshan standing in Russia. He was preaching in the underground church. He wasn't supposed to be preaching in the name of Jesus. But he was preaching in the name of Jesus. Russian soldiers come in and pull him out and the saints and they line him up they're going to shoot all the saints of God in front of a firing squad Andrew Urshan said if I'm going to die I'm going to die talking in tongues he lifted up his hands started speaking in other tongues as the spirit of God gave the utterance he just started speaking in tongues speaking in tongues speaking in tongues he was waiting for the bullets to fly thought maybe they did and he just didn't feel it he was ready to open up his eyes in glory opened up his eyes he was still here on earth and those Russian soldiers were gone and the translators were looking at him and they said to him we didn't know you spoke Russian he said I don't speak Russian that's why I have you a translator they said, well, you just spoke in a fluent Russian tongue and told those, those soldiers that if they dare pull the trigger on these people of God, there's an army of angels surrounding them ready to slay them on the spot. You remember that. You remember that. You remember that. Because I don't know what kind of firing squads, literal or figurative, that you may face in this world. But you remember where your help comes from. Lift up your eyes under the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help cometh from the Lord. Come on, don't let that be the battle that defeats you. Let it be the battle that builds you into a statesman for God's kingdom. Hallelujah. I've been through the battle. I've been through the rough and tumble. Stand up. Square your shoulders. Open your mouth. Cry loud. Spare not. Let somebody know he's worthy to be praised. He's not just worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be obeyed. He's worthy to be served. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be followed. Woo, hallelujah. He's worthy of my life, my heart, my soul, my mind. The battle's taught me that. Every promise has come true. He hasn't failed me one time. Every promise has been true. Hallelujah. Here they stood on the banks of the Red Sea and they don't know what's going to happen. By faith, they left Egypt. By faith, they walked out of the slavery, but, but at least they had a routine in Egypt they were used to. 
though they resisted and resented Pharaoh, they didn't know what lie for them on the other side of the wilderness. But by faith, they left that place of bondage. And they walked out. And when they walked out, they immediately started thinking, maybe we should go back. Because we don't know what's going to come down the road. They get to the Red Sea. And the first obstacle they meet, the Red Sea. And folks, this is a legitimate obstacle. And they looked at Moses and said, we want to go back. And Moses said, no, we're not going back. Hallelujah. He said, we're going to stand still. And we're going to see the salvation of the Lord. And the Bible says that the Lord parted the waters of the Red Sea. Folks, there's no way for me to preach it. I would love to preach it the way it should be preached. I, I, I don't know that I would ever be able to adequately describe in a way that we would fully fathom the exhilaration of that moment. The sheer awesome wonder of God's mighty hand as he forced a pleat in those waters and pulled those waters up from the, from the floor of the Red Sea and set them up as a heap and made a dry ground upon which Israel could walk. And Israel walked upon dry ground. They walked through Hatashamaha. I said they walked through on dry ground. And they walked from this side of the Red Sea to that side of the Red Sea. Now God didn't transport them from one side to the other. God didn't translate them from one side to the other. God made them walk through it. And you want to just be translated from when this trial started to when this trial will end. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. You have to go through it. He'll give you dry ground upon which to walk, but you still gotta go through it. Don't get bitter. Don't, don't doubt. Don't disobey. Just count it all joy, every step. Joy, 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 joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Joy, 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 joy. And when you get on the other side, Miriam, get that timbre. Get that timbrel and shout and sing and dance and rejoice in the God of your salvation. Hallelujah. And talk about that day for the rest of your life. Talk about it. Tell about it. Talk about it at, at Christmas. Talk about it at Thanksgiving. Talk about it on New Year's Eve. Talk about it on Ordinary Monday and, and Regular Tuesday and Woeful Wednesday. Talk about it. Share it till the day you die. Write about it. Talk about how the Lord kept you. How he fed you with manna from above. How he poured water from the rock. 
how a pillar of cloud led you by day and a pillar of fire followed you by night. Talk about it to your children. Make sure they know this wasn't the God of the Philistines who did this. This wasn't Baal who did this. Come on, this wasn't Dagon who did this. This was the Lord God, the one God, the only God, the living God, Jehovah, Elohim, El Shaddai. He did this work. Hallelujah. God did it. Write it down. Walk about Zion. Tell of her towers. Give the report. Let somebody know. You read the book of Psalms. They didn't stop talking about it. Asaph didn't stop talking about it. Marvelous things did the Lord in the sight of their fathers. In the land of Egypt, in the field of Zion, he divided the sea and caused them to pass through. And he made the waters to stand as an heap in the daytime. Also, he led them with a cloud and all the night with a light of fire. He claved the rocks in the wilderness, gave them drink as out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. Psalm 106. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them. Nevertheless, he saved them. My God, have mercy. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake that he may make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also. It was dried up, so he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of their enemies. And the waters covered their enemies. Hallelujah, there was not one of them left. Then believed they his words. They sang his praise. Oh, give thanks in Psalm 136 unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah, the sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it. For his mercy endureth forever, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his mercy endureth forever to him which led his people through the wilderness. For his mercy endureth forever. 
somebody ought to lift their voice right now and give thanks unto the God of gods. Give thanks unto the Lord of lords for his mercy endureth forever. I want somebody right now in this building to come to the front of this house and I want, to, I want you to let a praise so deep roll from inside of you. Hallelujah, let it ascend into the highest of heavens and thank God for his mercy. Come on, I want you to thank him for every battle. I want you to thank him for every trial. Come on, let's count it all joy. Let's count it all joy. Come on, count it all joy. Thank you for your mighty Come on, praise your way through it right now. Praise your way through it right now. Repent your way through it right now. Come on, humble your way through it right now. What you're going through right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm gonna praise you right now. Thank him for his mercy right now. Thank you for your mercy right now, God. 
Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy right now. Thank you for your mighty power. Praise him for his mighty power. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. 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 One day you're going to know. One day you're going to know I had to go through it. One day you're going to remember and you're going to know I had to go through it. It was necessary. It didn't feel good and I didn't like it, but it made me what I am. Patience had a perfect work. God made me entire. Hallelujah. But I want you to praise God right now like that day has arrived. I want you to worship God right now like that day has come go ahead and open your mouth and say Lord I trust you enough I trust your wisdom and I trust your love and I trust your power and I'm going to praise you right now for what I trust you are doing in my spirit and in my life Come on, I want you to give God praise right now for your children. Stuff that you're not going through, but that they're going through. For your grandchildren. Come on, somebody. I want you to praise God right now. Praise Him with the praise of victory. Praise Him with the praise of victory. Praise Him with the praise of victory. God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. Lord, bless my brother right now in the name of Jesus. Bless him in the name of Jesus. Strengthen him and encourage him, Lord. Touch his body, Lord. Bless his mind, Lord. Strengthen him right now, whatever he's facing, whatever he's going through, God. Let your mighty power come upon him in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, for your glory. 
Yes, Lord. Oh, yeah. oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I need some praisers. I need some worshipers over in here. I need some worshipers and praisers that'll just open up your mouth and begin to say praises to the Lord right in here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Say it, glory, hallelujah. Come on, open up your mouth. Walk around if you need to. Holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord. Come on, open up your mouth. Glory to God. I need some worshipers right in here, right in here. I need some worshipers to open up your mouth. Some of you need to walk around and wave your arms. Hallelujah. March around the church and give praise to the mighty God of heaven. Holy, 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 holy. Holy is the Lord God of heaven. Holy is the Lord Jesus. Holy is the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, I need some worshipers right in here to open up your mouth. Come on, walk about Zion and give praise to the mighty God. Give praise to the King of all kings. Give praise to the Lord of all lords. 
He is holy. He is worthy. I need some worshipers over here to open up your mouth and praise him for his favor. Thank him for his mercy. Thank him for his grace. Praise him for the divine favor. Hallelujah. Here's what God's looking for right now. God is looking for somebody who will be completely overwhelmed with the thought of his mercy. Somebody who will be completely overwhelmed with the idea that he would pour his favor upon you. If that's you, I want you to let an overwhelmed worship come out of your soul. I want you to let an overwhelmed praise come out of your spirit. What manner of love is this? What manner of love is this? That God would call us his children. What manner of love?
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give God praise right now. Let's give God praise. 